0: And excited, as I said, Stephen and Mel have been with us almost from the beginning. Uh, Just I think a year after we started, they they came and joined us. And Mel's been leading worship for four of those years. And uh, so there's been transition that you know if you've been here as our worship team's transition as Mel's going away, but she's done a great job leading them as a team. And we're excited for what God's doing in our team, but we're excited for what God's doing in Stephen and Mel. And uh, as I shared uh, last week or something when I told they were going to speak today, when I first heard what they were praying about, it was like, it made me nauseous. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? And, uh, but if we're going to be a house that honors the Lord, then we're going to have to be a house that's sending, not just gathering. Because that's not what the Lord did. He was constantly sending them out. He was sending them out. To go do the work of the ministry, not gathering and gathering and gathering. And I've, I've noticed that local church can get in a gathering mode. Yeah. We get great people and we don't want to lose great people. I, absolutely not. But we're not losing them when we're sowing them right. to do what God's called them to do. So that's so exciting to me as a pastor here to see what they're doing. So I'm gonna, I want you guys to give it up for Stephen and Mel and <laughs> honor them.
1: What's up, guys? Man, you guys are looking amazing this morning. You guys can tell we're really prepared for this, right? You guys see the professional speakers coming
2: out? I didn't want a table and chairs and sit down, because if I did, then I'd want coffee and then probably food, and I didn't want to make you guys feel uncomfortable while we ate and drank and talked to you. So, we're excited. we're excited. We're leaving in a couple days, um, which is a little bit nerve-wracking, but I think we're ready. And um, we're excited to share just a little bit of our story, um, kind of overall story, and then Stephen's got like 19 pages of word that he might, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like four though,
1: so. All right, so we're gonna get started. <laughs> Some way, somehow. I'm excited to be here. We need
2: a countdown clock. Next investment.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all
2: good.
1: It's all good. So I'm going to share a little bit. I'm going to let my beautiful wife sit down and then she's going to share a little bit. And then, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this tag team thing. Can we work it out like that? Okay. All right. So, got a few butterflies. It's all good. Lord, take these <laughs> butterflies away. So I'm going to share a little bit about. I dream, and now it's coming alive. Y'all see my iPad? This way I know the, this way I know the battery ain't going to die in the middle of me preaching to you guys. I, you know, I ain't got to worry about the battery, you know, as I get long-winded. All right. And I also want you to think about your dream, okay? Your gifting, your calling. And I want to use the word passion this morning, okay? Um. A lot of time when we ask people in church, what's your dream, what's your passion, you hear different responses, you know, responses, oh man, I want to go to the nations, or, you know, I just want to love people, and I just, they're all good, okay, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm not looking for your really, really spiritual answer this morning, okay, I just want to just keep it simple, okay, it's just, we're just going to kiss this morning, K-I-S, okay, we're going to keep it simple, Okay. A lot of the time at church, we we hear people say that God has an amazing plan. God has a destiny for your life. Have you guys ever heard that? Like y'all, we even got the you know the scripture hanging in our in our in our house. You know, a lot of time we hear that, and it's so true. It's so real. It's so good. All right, you guys, where's it found? at, Bible scholars. All right, the rest of you guys, theologians, where's it found? That. That's what I'm talking about. Man, you guys are sharp. I better come with my A game this morning. Okay, Jeremiah 2911. All right. Who's got their biblical this morning? Who's got their Bible? Can we read it out loud? Take some time to find the scriptures. It's important. Oh, look at them your phones. I said your Bible. I didn't say your cell phone. you probably texting somebody already because you just think you got a text. Come on, y'all. Work with me. Work with me. Just, Just give me a few minutes, okay? Just give me a few minutes. All right, Benny, come on, buddy. Stand up, man. Thank you. I'm going to do like Todd holding my You evangelist, man. You might get preacher happy on me.
0: All right. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. All right. That's good. That's good right there.
1: Plans for your life. All right. So God has a plan for your, for your life, right? Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, that's super cool, man. Everybody said amen. That's so awesome. All right. So right now, I want you to do me a favor, okay? Can you guys do me a favor? I want, I want you to do something different right now. I want you to listen to me. But as, I li- as you listen, I want you to do more thinking, okay? I, I want you to use your mind this morning. I want you to use your imagination this morning, okay? So if, if, the, Holy Star, if the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you, go with him. Okay, go on an adventure this morning. Okay, I don't care if you don't hear nothing I got to say. Okay, I want you just to listen to the Holy Spirit and what he's saying to you. Okay, all right. So just think, all right, just just think. I want you to think about your dream. I want you to think about your passion. Think about what you might love to do. And some of you guys might be on the struggle bus right now because I don't even know what my passion is. All I do is work. I mean, I, that's my life, you know. I talk to I talk to people sometimes like, what's going on, buddy? Man, how you been? Man, just working all the time. I, I don't know that. Okay? And then people come up to me. What's up? What's up, Steve? How you doing? Man, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream, man. Okay? I, I want you to live the dream. Okay? I want you to live this dream that God has placed inside of you. Okay? Every one of us has a passion. That's why he created you. Okay? God knew what your dream and your passion was before he created you in your mother's womb. All right. God knew what your passion and your dream was before he created the foundations of the world. Okay? Just think with me, okay? I'm giving you guys time to think. Think about when you were younger. Think about what your dream was. Man, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a fireman. I want to go to Africa. I want to be a garbage collector. You know what? I did too, man, because you know why? So cool, man. That's awesome you said that, buddy, because they used to uh, hang on the back of the truck. Can you imagine a job that you hang on the back of a truck? Does it get any better than that? Yeah, I'm just saying, that's, that's, that's beautiful, brother. That is amazing, man. I love it. I love, oh man, that's so sweet. That's honey right there. Garbage collector. All right. So, I feel like these dreams or passions that are inside of us many times are part of God's plan for our life. Okay, I'm going to say that again just so you guys can marinate for a minute. All right. I feel like these dreams or passions that are inside of us are many times part of God's plan for our life. Yeah. So many times I feel like the one, the, one of the number one things that keep us from our passions or our dreams is fear. Yeah. Okay? It's fear. And, and you know, it's, it's amazing we are we are amazing powerful christians but it's amazing sometime how we're moved by fear okay you know i mean we sing you know i'm no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god and we're going after it we're going after it what would happen if a rat come through here right now and ran how many people would jump on the top of that chair a rat a mice you know a mouse A little, I'm just saying, a a little bitty mouse, mice, and people go crazy. You split the sea so I can walk right, oh, I gotta, I'm just saying, I'm just, just just being, let's be real, okay, I'm not the pastor, I can be, you know, all right, it's all good. Okay, okay, so check this out, early in the week, I seen a snake in the yard. Okay, I seen a snake. And growing up, I ain't gonna do it, Pastor. I got you. I got you. I got you. I love you. Growing up, Mama says there's a snake. Go get the hoe. Go get the hoe. And it's like this fear comes in me, and I get and I run to the shed, and I get the hoe, and Mama's out there beating it, beating it, and all that. And I'm like, oh my god. So now, when I see a snake, I start. I start. The, 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 the fear comes on me, right? So early in the week, I was in the yard walking around, and I come upon a snake. And I said, Jesus, Jesus, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Okay, okay, come on, come on, come on, man of God. And I'm, come on, man of God, come on, man of God. And I'm trying to grow in my faith, right? Right? You know, I'm going to the nations, I believe for signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm, and I'm getting out, but I see a snake, and the sweat starts rolling down my back. Okay, it ain't from the heat, it's from that little snake right there. I said, Jesus, Jesus. So I said, I'm, I'm an overcomer. I'm the head, not the head, I'm a nothing. You know how we do on Sunday morning? We get, we get excited. Come can I get a witness? Amen. We get excited on Sunday morning. But when we see that snake in the yard, oh Lord, the spirit of fear just come right there and smack you in the head. Like Jesus just fell off the throne or something. So I like, I'm looking at this snake and I say, oh, okay, it's a time to grow. This is time to grow. Okay, man, to God. you want to be awesome? You want to be all that? What you going to do? Ain't nobody here. It's you want a snake. What you going to do? What you going to do? I said, I'm going to pray. <laughs> number one, thing: when you don't know what else to do. You say pray. I said, Lord, I thank you that you ain't giving me the spirit of fear with a power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. And that's where rolling down my back. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me. I said, oh, my. Oh, my. What are we going to do? and I start to pray and it's amazing when I start to pray what happens in my spirit come on. I start to feel like I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof can I get now some of y'all uh, Lord, Lord, Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you know I'm, I'm gonna share this you know there's a scripture in the Bible the Bible says do not become drunk with wine but be filled with this Holy Spirit come on somebody has been drunk with wine before and thought they was 10 feet tall and bulletproof yeah. Can I get a witness? Y'all know what I'm talking about, church folk. Okay, but I tell you, when I started, when I started praying and I started stirring my spirit, you know what I felt? I felt like I was ten foot tall and bulletproof. And I, oh, oh you want to play with me, snake? You want to play with me, snake? Play with me. You don't know. Get in the woods. Get in the wood. And I start screaming to this snake. I lost my mind. I'm the only one in the yard. And my kids in the house, I'm saying if my youngin' looks out here, my daddy, they gone crazy. But I don't want to be a man of God. I ain't, you know, it ain't about a show. It's about, I want to grow. You know, Lord, you know, grow me, God. Teach me, God. Make me mold me, God. And we say these prayers. But what about when it's just you want a snake in the yard? Where's he going to be at? Where's he going to be at? And I told him, I said, get it. I started talking with junk. Sometimes you got to tell junk to the devil. Tell him to shut his face. Oh, he went to me. man. There. You shut your face, devil. You don't love me. I'm a man of God. And you said whatever you got. And I screaming to this snake. And he lifts his heads up. And I, I lift your head up. I'm, I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof right now. What you going to do? And I'm screaming to this snake. You know what that snake did? listen to me he got a tail in the woods i said lord thank you thank you jesus thank you jesus y'all know why i told you that story i don't know where's my where's my ipad at all right this is my my ipad all right so i feel like the number one thing that keeps us from going after our passions and our dreams is failure we scared we're gonna fail Why are we so scared we're going to fail? We fear that we fail if we go after our dreams that are stirring in our hearts. Who put that passion in your heart? Who put that dream in your heart? So why are you scared you're going to fail? And then our minds can start to wonder wonder, 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 wonder. Well, I don't know if this is from God. Okay, that's cool. Pray about it. He still speaks. Pray about it. All right, well, I really feel like it's from you, Lord. And then, well, what will people think? What will people think if I'm the trash man? What will people, man, what if I, what if I go after my dream and it's a failure? What if I fail? There you go. Try again. That's beautiful. What if I screw my whole life? And then she said, what ifs? What if? What if what, what, what if? what if I go from my dream and I screw my whole life up? Everything I worked for, but to this point. And I screw my whole life up. You know where these what ifs come from? All this fear comes from. The devil straight from the pits of hell yeah. that's where that, that's where that come from you know how you know how the devil can get at you yeah. in your head right there yeah. it ain't nothing new it ain't nothing new just like from Adam and Eve yeah. you know how the devil got at him yeah. talking talking junk yeah. talking junk I like, I like to talk junk yeah. I'm just I'm just saying I've been talking junk ever since I was a kid got my tail beat talking junk okay it's all good But, I was skinny when I was little, still skinny. It's all good. But, sometimes you need to talk junk to the devil. You need to talk junk to your fear. You you need to talk whatever is coming against you, use your voice. Use your words. I want you to dwell on this statement for a while. I shared it earlier. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, love. And a sound mine, Oh, that's so beautiful. That is sweeter than a honeycomb right there. That's that's tasty. Okay? So why do we, what word, why do we why do we fear? Why do we fear? Because we start to entertain this dumb little nickname, nick, this little dumb check from the devil. What if, what if he found? What if people laugh at you? What if that ain't from God? What if what? what okay. And then a really cool scripture that I love. 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love. Amen. Come on, somebody. out to preach. All right, let's keep going. But perfect love drives out fear. Oh, yes. Now we're going somewhere because fear has to do with punishment. Yeah. All right? The one who fears is not made perfect in love. What is perfect love? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. So if you got some fear, that's okay. Located. That's, that's my fear. Okay. Jesus, I need you to help me overcome this fear right now. Help me to overcome my fear. God, I know that this is my passion. I feel like this is my, what you have birthed inside of me. I think it sounds insane. God, what do you mean you, you want me to uh, start a hot dog stand? How many like hot dogs? Monster and chili? Okay. Well, I, but if you, if that, the trash truck. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this guy just just but I want you to think I want you to be thinking about your dream and your passion. Um as I ponder on sharing this, I think about our passions and our dreams and I think about partnering partnering with God. Okay? Because I think it would be ludicrous if, if, if God has put a dream and a passion inside of us, not to partner with him. You, got, you guys with me? Yeah. Um, and y'all know I ain't really big on the television set much. But sometimes I watch it when I go to work. Wake <laughs> at the hospital. You guys come. You see me, I'll be coming in your room. I'll be like this at the TV screen. <laughs> All right. any rate, so there's this show like Shark Tank. Anybody ever seen it? All right, so I see it. And these people, they bring their dreams and their passions. And they're, they're looking for what? Somebody to partner with them. They need some help. This, I mean, it's burning in them. I remember the last one I seen, like, these people rode in on these scooters, and it looked all cool. And they was, like, asking this dude, like, seven hundred fifty Gs. And I was, like, whoa. But he, he bought into his dream. He bought into his plan. Okay? So Cool. So, so, so cool. So I want you to take your little passion and your dream that God has placed inside of you when you were born as a little bitty baby. And I want you to think, so, so how can I partner with Jesus? Yeah. How can I partner with the man who created my being yeah. and place this dream inside of me? Good. Okay. Some things are simple, but some things can be profound. All right. I'm going to let Melanie speak for a little bit. All right. You got, you got, I want you to continue to think. Okay. Just listen, 25%, but thank
0: 75%.
2: Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little, a few little stories about us because he preached, which was great. Um, so I think when he's talking about dreams and I thought about for myself, like it's always helpful to go, well, talk about yourself. You can say a whole lot and you can read the Bible and say, well, look at what happened when they did this and they- Okay. Yeah. But apply that to yourself. So, um, uh, one dream that I've had since I was really young was, has been kind of a mixture of stuff, but music and playing the piano when I was a little girl and I never could read music. I tried like, Three lessons and went. This is way too hard. And I can just hear it and I'll just play it and that's good enough. I don't want to do the rest. So, um, but music and playing and I would play music and and um, the church that I grew up in. Once I was about eight or nine, um, was a non-denominational church. Had great worship. They had a band. They had the words on the wall, not like TVs like this. This is like we're talking 1994. <laughs> 1994. The wall. <clears throat> projectors, you know, whatever, and, um, I can remember being like, man, I want to be a part of that, you know, and so, what, get in where you fit in, they need somebody to throw them little transparencies down on the screen, and, and then (laughs) flip it when it's verse three, because, you know, we could fit a lot on, like, one screen, you didn't, it wasn't this, like, now it's, like, four lines and stuff, but, uh, that's what I did, and I loved it, it was not a job, it was 12-ish, 11 or 12, I think, and, um, I loved it, and it was a part for me. It was a part being a part of something. It was a part of worship. It was what they needed. They didn't gonna put me up on that stage. I don't think so, you know. Um, but after like a year of doing that, uh, our worship leader was like saw that I was interested in stuff, and so he started sitting down with me and say, Hey, let's show you a few things. He didn't read music either, um, so he just like show me some chords. You know, here you play the chords on on this keyboard. So I started playing these chords, and that was kind of my my music lessons was just teaching. He was teaching me how to play chords, and then one day he said, "All right, you gotta write your own song now." I'm 12. I think I was 12, and uh, I thought, "Write my own song?" Like our, our worship leader didn't write songs. Everything was from Vineyard. I don't know if anybody's. I know. I know. I got some people in here know some Vineyard. You know what I'm saying? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Old, good, amazing stuff. So to write my own music was not like he did that, you know, so if you do it, I can do it. I'm thinking, why would you? I, and I, to this day, I don't really know what made him think, tell her to write a song. So I wrote, I wrote my first little song, three, maybe four chords, and um, actually found, I was sitting in the room yesterday with Stephen, and we were talking about this, and I went, I have that, I have a notebook journal thing that has the songs that I wrote down in it, and I look, I'm like, yeah, I was probably like, I was thinking I was 16 or something, and it was, I was 12. 96, I was born in 84. So 96, I wrote my first song, and then there was a like two-year gap, and then there was another song, another song, and I'm like, I forgot about these songs. Now, I did not, one of the songs, they like, two of the songs, they took and they sang all the time at that church, and it would embarrass me, honestly. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is not for corporate. This is for <laughs> the Lord. Me and the Lord. But then when I was like 16, some of the songs I wrote were like real like minor and kind of they were still godly, but they were like, why does this world have to be so dark? Jesus, light them up, and it wasn't really a good corporate, you know, church song. So so they're in my book just for me to look at and go, Lord Jesus, I'm so glad that's yeah. but um yeah, so then after I don't know, a couple of years our church grew. And um, eventually they did have me start playing the keyboard. I didn't sing nothing because I'm like, I can't sing and play that. Is way too hard. We'll just, chords, glue the chords. That's all. That's it. And he was gracious, 13 years old, letting me play the key. Are you kidding me? Like, it's way more grace. Yeah. And um, after a while, our church grew, probably about this size, um, bust out the seams, and we decided we are going to start building. But everything was... They didn't want to do, you know, get a loan, so it was debt-free, so we purchased land. I don't remember how we purchased land, but we purchased land. Raised money, purchased land. Once we bought the land with cash, bought the land, got a tent, no electricity, and I went, crap, I can't play the piano anymore. So my worship leader said, well, I'll teach you guitar. I'm like, okay, so got a guitar, started teaching me. I knew like two chords, G and C. And I literally, he would, he would go, well, just play G and C when they're on the page. And I'm like, okay. So when a G would come, I'm like, here it comes. Here we go. Okay, I got it. I got it. It's all outdoors in a tent. Just New Hampshire, so it wasn't too hot, honestly. And um, anyways, long, you know, there's, there's a lot of story to that. Once we got the, got the money to build a foundation, we built the foundation and capped it off right before snow. And then we met down underground, and we played with fingerless gloves because it was freezing and uh yeah and kept doing that and so that was awesome so anyways long let's fast forward a little bit I went to bible school I get to bible school I'm 17 and I think that I'm like great and I'm gonna join the worship team because everyone's like oh yeah we had our pastor's sons and daughters daughter and son had gone to the School and they're like, oh yeah, they have worship teams. They have like six worship teams because they rotate them throughout, you know, whatever. You will for sure get on a worship team. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I get there and I'm go through the little audition process. And there's like 1,200 students, and at least half of them were trying out. Like literally, at least half of them were trying out. So, um, anyways, I don't get on the worship team, and I'm like really mad and a little bit bitter. And at that point, I was kind of, I mean, I was like, Are you serious? Whatever. Well, <clears throat> I, um, it was a great, great thing. The Lord knows what he's doing in that. And just because I didn't get on doesn't mean that it wasn't a dream that God didn't. But I had a little maturing and growing and things that the Lord went, not yet. No, we're not doing that yet. And But what that did was it forced me to just get back to that secret place where it was just me and him. And I would go. They had a music room with a piano. Literally enough for an upright piano and a stool, and you shut the door, and there were like 50 of them, ton of them. And uh, I would just go in there, and I would just play. Sometimes I'd sing, sometimes I didn't. It's where I wrote a few more songs, and, uh, but it was never for anybody. It was just me and him, me and him, go, go, go. Um, after a while, not long, actually six months or so, some creeper was like listening outside the door. I had lights off, because I didn't want anyone to see me. There's like a little window, and I'm like, lights off, nobody's going to look at me, that's weird. And this guy's waiting out there. And so I, I opened the door. It wasn't Steven. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> everybody thought it was Stephen though. No. Stephen was not even at, at the Bible school yet. It was the following year that he came. But this guy came and approached me, and he was um, he was like Kirk Franklin. He could play a keyboard like crazy, could not sing for nothing, so he was looking for singers. <laughs> And so he's like, you need to join our little group. And so I'm like, sure, of course. I'm like, hey, here we go. I got something now. So we, he, it's all his original music he writes. And then he's got this little, kind of, I don't know if I'd call it a choir, but kind of. It was about eight singers. And um, so I'm a part of that. They start to record. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be on a CD. <laughs> this is so amazing. Oh, yeah, we had to, like, we'd go to churches. And you had to, we had to match. So I, they would be like, it's all red today all red today and I'm like red so they mean they're they dress okay I'm like 17 black spiky pixie hair I I got pictures I promise and so I go to the like Goodwill and find these like velour (laughs) suits for women red one brown one you had to dress so I was like got it I'll do it (laughs) whatever it takes I'm gonna do it and uh, long, okay, so go back about another five months. We're literally in the recor- recording studio. At this time, I meet Steven, and i fall in love, and decide we're going to get married, and we're in the middle of recording, and I decided I got to go home and plan this wedding. I can't stay at school right now. I got to go home and plan this wedding, and so I just dropped it all, and they were like, yeah, we're taking you off the CD. You're not even here. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. And that was also the Lord. Was good. Um, so I get, we get married. It's awesome. We go back to school. We finish school. Um, in that time, I went to Africa, and I went. Oh, this is what I want. Who cares about music? I want to do missions. <laughs> like I had just as much of a, as, of a calling and drive and passion for missions. So like, that's cool. That's what I'm doing. Then that's that's all I want to do. Um, I actually did went to Africa before, right before I met him. So we get married. We start having kids. We moved back here from Texas to here, and um, he went to Africa also. Sorry, I'm a little bouncing. He went to Africa the year after I did, after we got married. Mariah was like three months old, and he went for a month, and he loved it. And we were like, this is what we're going to do. But the Lord spoke to him and said, you're going to do, you need to become a nurse. Go to nursing school. You've got to have something kind of under your belt. And it wasn't so much like, you need a job, but it was... I think we felt very much like the nursing career was going to open doors, you know, and being at Bible school, they had, um, mercy ships. I don't know if anyone's heard of them, but mercy ships, you know, these big ships that they just pack with medical equipment and doctors and nurses and dentists and all these things. And I was like, cool, maybe we're going to do that. Like, that's what the whole thing with nursing is. And, um, anyway, so he gets his nursing a long time later, five years later. And, um, now we have two kids, I went to massage school, I'm doing massage, he's doing nursing, we're just doing life and doing life, and it's just like, Um, it can be very easy to get, I wouldn't even, I mean, distracted is a good term, but even just in this routine of just doing this right here, Round and round and round in a circle. I mean, literally, you know, people go on vacation once a year and they just go, it's okay, I can put up with this because I know here comes July. Oh, thank God we can stop and sit right here for a minute. But then you're going to get right back on that merry-go-round and keep going and going and going unless you really grab hold of what you go, no, this is what God's called me to do. I have to take steps to do that. If that's writing a book, music, whatever. You cannot expect to sit down and in two months write a book. You have got to take the steps and go, okay, I'm going to start journaling. I can't stand a journal. Honestly, I cannot stand a journal. But I know that I'm not going to be able to write even a song unless I'm willing to take the steps. It actually does require sacrifice on your part, and it is work to, to do what God's called you to do. He doesn't always just drop it in your lap. I think he wants you to co-labor with him. (laughs) You have to do it. You have to put forth effort. Um, So as far as the music part goes, I did not write music. or I was a part of worship teams here and there. um, But I didn't write any more music. And I I remember thinking, man, having kids kind of squashed that. (laughs) I have no time for that. Um, and in the last last year, I went to um, Bethel to worship you and went to a couple. You got to pick some classes that you went to and went to a couple writer's classes. And right away, they were like, if you think that you're sitting here and you're a songwriter, let me see your calendar. Pull it out. Let me see on your phone. Do you have it penciled in from 10 to 12? I'm writing. And that doesn't have to be writing a song. Writing anything. Writing how you're feeling. Writing how, whatever, write. I'm like, No, I don't do that. I'm just like hoping for inspiration to hit me in the face while I'm driving. Like, (laughs) it's not going to happen. I mean, sometimes it does, but you can't, like you've got to. I'm like, okay, that's true. I'm not writing. I can't. I mean, I'm sitting here going, it's been like 15 years since I've written a song. I don't know what's happening. But when I wrote before, it's because I was sitting down all the time, intentional. This is what I want to do. And it wasn't even a thing of like, I want to write this song because I want it to be on a CD. Most of those songs, nobody's ever heard. They're just, and they never will, they're just <laughs> sitting, you know, it's just me and a piano and God, and that was it, just, just that, just this, and that is the same thing with writing, so I don't know, why this writing thing, it seems to be, there's obviously writers in here that need to hear this, okay, so open your ears and listen, um, so yeah, you need to write, so anyway, I started, after hearing that last year, I thought, okay, I gotta start writing and um just with being intentional and I just started journaling and writing down and when I would write I would get this kind of inspiration of the Lord it wasn't a song but it was him speaking to me and I went okay I'm gonna write that down I'm gonna write that down and and writing Tisha could tell you better than I can brain stuff but when you write it actually activates a part of your brain that nothing else does I can't I can't even type it and it be the same there's something about writing it it's different than speaking it that's different than all that stuff so writing is important um, anyway, since then, I've written several songs, and I know that um, I look back and go, oh my gosh, my first song was in 96, and it's 2017. I feel really old. But in 21 years, there's this journey, and it's a process, and nothing happens overnight. If anybody thinks that that's the case, you are pfft, disappointment. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight, and there has to be this willingness to, like Steven said, to to grab hold of your dream and go, okay, I'm going to partner with God. Well, that doesn't mean He's just going to do it for you. You have to put, put the work in and exercise your faith and go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, if I feel like, if you feel like you're supposed to go on missions trips, okay, you go wherever you can, whenever you can. I don't care if it's a work trip. We're literally my first missions trip. I think I was four, 13, 14, went to Mexico. 14, okay, girl, went to Mexico and we're building trusses. I had black and blue thumbs when I got done because I'm like hammering, smashing my thumbs, building trusses. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I didn't care. I I knew I wanted to go. We were able to minister to some people in that time, and it was just a good experience. So um, take over. I'll come back up in a minute.
1: All right, all right, all right, all right. So that's amazing. Partner with God. Okay, He's the head, right? We're the hands and feet. Let's partner. Let's, let's, let's make a thing happen, okay? Let's get this chemistry thing going, right? Okay, God, you the head. I'm the hands and feet. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay, this is super exciting. All right, so your passions are precious. Okay? I want you to take that home with you. Your passions are precious. Okay? And your passions are your pearls. Okay? I love this scripture, Matthew 7, 6. Who's got the Bible? Julio Sanchez, you got your Bible, man. Of course I do, right? Come on, come on. That's why. all right, come on. All right, <laughs> Matthew 7, 6. Y'all feeling good this morning? Y'all thinking? Yeah. I need you to thank. Stop listening. Just thank. Just thank. I know most of the preacher man's don't tell you that, but... I don't care if you listen. I just want you to thank this morning. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. You need a mic, friend. Okay. Do not
0: give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces.
1: Oh, that's a good word right there, brother. All right. You know what is a pearl? The gospel of Jesus is a pearl, right? That's a good gospel of jesus is a pearl and it's passion gifting calling whatever you want to call it that's a pearl okay i want to encourage you you guys listening you can listen right just a tidbit okay i want to i want just be careful who you share your pearls with okay okay and i know you i know are we in church i can share my pearls with anybody In the church okay great i can say this because i was raised in the church ever since i was peeing on myself i've been in the church so i know a little bit about the church right 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 okay so i can can say this is all good Uh, y'all my people all right y'all my people sometimes your friends i think they're your friends sometimes other people in the church they might trample on your pearl okay so what i want to find i want to encourage you to do you find your people. Yeah. You find your family. And I ain't talking about your blood. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't share my pearls with my blood. Like my mom's and my dad and my brother. All oh, them mammy timmies that look, they have a whole damn boy that trample all day. No, no, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about that right there. Let, let's talk about the weather. It sure is hot. yes. Yeah, slower. This show sure is hot. Yeah. A good old watermelon bill, good on the day like today. Yep, on the chay tree. Okay, let's keep going. I ain't, I ain't gonna share my pearls with you. Okay, don't share your pearls with everybody. Okay, because they're precious. And people will show enough trample. You don't need that in your life. You need somebody to encourage you, right? Somebody to uplift you. Somebody to believe with you. Okay? And if you make a mistake, it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You Get back up, man, because I believe in you. And you know who else believes in you? God believes in you. Why? Because he's the one to put the passion inside of you. Who cares if you fail? No, God don't care if you fail. We are gonna try this again. Look, you know why? Cause I'm a loving daddy. I'm a loving daddy. And you know what? My kids—they try something. They fail. I don't care. At least you tried, right? At least you, man. I'm sorry, but you—I can't believe you tried, that. I saw try trying again, right? But so many times in life, we're so scared of failing. We so we fear we're gonna fail. What am I making mistake? What are people gonna say? Well, oh no! I mean, uh, who cares? Who cares? God loves you. Go there. All right. So, I believe that as you partner with God in fulfilling your passions and dreams, God is going to place place people in your life. I promise you. I promise you God is going to place some people in your life. And it might not be the ones you think was going to be there. Okay, God believes in your dream. Oh, 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 you, oh, you want to make this dream happen? I'm going to work with you, baby boy. You, you, done, you ain't scared no more. I, you can me, me something to work with. We're going somewhere. Yeah. And God's going to put people in your life yeah. to partner with you, to pray with you, to encourage you, to edify you. Man, I was praying for your brother, and the Lord gave me this word right here. God's going to give you prophetic words over, over your dream and your passion. Okay? And, and sometimes I want you to partner with me. And we're always talking about a dollar bill. Well, a dollar bill is important. Okay, it's all good. God care. God cares about your money. Okay, you should care about your money too. Okay, I'm gonna say that. God really does care about your money, so you care about it. money's good. Okay, but what about everything else? God, you know prayer partners, encouraging partners. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I was really thinking about this. Just words of wisdom are amazing, man. So you're going to the DR, man. You know, this is just something practical, I think, that you that might help you. Man, that was a gift from God right there. That was a nugget right there, man. Let me put that in my pocket, man. I'm going to pull that out when I, get on, when I get in the DR. You know what I'm saying? God is going to partner with you. All right? God is going to place some amazing people in your life on this journey. Um, so also, I just want to just... Just touch on a few other things real quick. I, know, I, know, I don't know what the time is. I don't even care. Okay, distractions can you keep you from... I ain't got nowhere to go. It's all good. Distractions can keep you from your passion. Okay? Distractions. We got to be sensitive. You got to remind yourself what's your passion. What's, what's my dream? What's your dream? What's inside of you? Okay? And many times as Christians, we can get distracted doing a good thing instead of the great thing. Okay, y'all stay with me. I'm about ready to take y'all somewhere. Okay, so when we get 15 to 16, what we gonna do? What we gonna do? We gonna get a job. Some of y'all said, I'm gonna get a girlfriend. No, we gonna get a job. It's all about no boy toy. no oh, girl, man, what's wrong with y'all? We gonna get a job. We gonna get some money. Man, I'm gonna get some money. I'm gonna buy me a truck. Yeah, I'm gonna give it, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't. And that's what we told, you know. you better to get a job, son. I don't, you know, I don't care if my kids get a job. I don't want my kids to get a job when they're 56. What's your dream? I want to help you in your dream. My little girl said, I want to be a photographer. That chick got a fancy camera. We spent a lot of money on that, Mammy Tell Me. Why? Because I believe in your dream. I believe in it. That Mammy Tell Me is 12, 13 years old, got a like a 400 $500 camera. Why? Because I believe in your dream. God believes in your dream. Okay? What's simple is profound. Okay? Do not let your dreams die. Um, all right so it's my last page that's all good I got something on my phone don't worry all right so I believe that someone can be saved come on y'all join with me save set free can't king, kingdom revelation I just thought it goes well you know I said I believe we could be saved and set free can't king, kingdom revelation okay so cool all right so you can have all that you can be saved and set free and you can have a great life right you could have a big old house on the hill. You can have an Escalade with some spinners. Y'all remember the spinners? They said, cool, man. We're talking back to the 1990s. Okay, so, and you live with a dream. Man, yeah, you got an amazing husband, amazing wife. Kids are happy. They're healthy. Everybody's great. It, it, life is good, man. But could there still be something missing inside of you? Could there still be something missing inside of you? Because when you was born and when God was creating you in your mother's room, he put something inside of you. That's a passion and it's a dream. Okay. All right. This is honey. This is what happens at midnight. Y'all ready for the honey right here? All right. Okay. So, cool thing. Jesus will leave the 99 and go after the one okay i don't want to talk to the one this morning because some of y'all gonna get this and some of y'all are gonna lose this by the time you get the cracker barrel and it's all good i, I ain't worried about it because if jesus will leave the 999 and go after the one i sure enough will too so i'm going after the one this morning okay so what is the big picture my wife asked me that last night as, we, as i started shouting like baby what we gonna do what we gonna, what we gonna share she said well, what's the big picture But y'all know my mind, I really don't think in the big picture, but it's all good. But the Lord woke me up and said, what's the big picture? I said, I don't know, Lord, what is it? Okay, Lord, I I answer you. The big picture is God wants to partner with you to build his kingdom. Okay, this is the big picture right here, guys. The big picture is what? The kingdom of God. It ain't for you to live your American dream. I'm sorry if I disappointed some of y'all. Okay, the Lord cares more about his kingdom you your little American dream and your picket fence. Can I get a witness? Amen. All right. That brother's the ready to preach up in here. Okay. So, I just want to say that's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> so, you know, my kids went out on a boat yesterday. Pontoon boat. Don't get no better than that, right? Pray the water. Kids on a boat. I had a good friend. Hey, everybody say, thank God for good friends. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all talking to the and that is so cool. I love it. I, I see that on TV sometimes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> So I was talking to a good friend, and my good friend said, "You know what I want to be?" I was like, "What? I want to be a captain of a boat." I was like, "Whoa, captain of a boat? That's pretty intense, right there." Do you got a boat? Nope. You got a boat license? Nope. Uh, I, I didn't ask the question, but I know the answer. You ain't gonna, You ain't got a boat. What's wrong with you? You want to be a captain of a boat? All right. But you know what? That's a passion. And the more I talk to my friend, oh man, it's like this coming alive. And I'm like, that's it. That my friend wants to be a captain of a boat. And you might like, well, that's stupid. How is that partner with the kingdom of God? I want to see some signs, wonders, and miracles up here. <laughs> Can I get a witness? How many of us want to oh, all I want to get Signs, wonders, and miracles. I want to do something big and extravagant. Yeah, send me to the nations. And like, Lord said, I don't want you to go to the nations. I want you to get a boat. That's what I created you for, well, to get a boat. You're going to be captain of the boat. So I'm laying in the bed last night, losing sleep, thinking about my friend and her dream. And I was like, it's all good. And the Lord just painted this picture. It was so cool. It was so amazing. And he said, you know, I want you to just think for a minute. Go and be going. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going. I can't go nowhere I'm laying in the bed. I can't sleep. So he's like, you know, imagine this. I said, like, imagine the guy. I'm getting excited. I love when God tells the stories. It's so cool. I love stories. Like a little kid. Tell me a story. Don't preach. Just tell me a story. Okay, so, the, the, uh, there was like this millionaire. Millionaire, man. Had this fancy boat, man. And he took his wifey and his kids out on the boat there in the middle of the ocean. You know, they live the with a dream, man. I got this big boat, man. I'm like, yeah. And all of a sudden, a little storm starts to come up. You know, you don't know. And, like, oh. and all of a sudden, this millionaire and his big fancy boat. It started acting like a hot mess. And this miss this is millionaire man, like oh snaps. I done got swirled up. The boat ain't working. Okay, the boat ain't working. What are we gonna do? The storm's coming. All right. And the Lord said, but it's just a picture, all right? So the so Lord said, But you, there was a seven-year-old girl that just got saved at vacation Bible school. And she said, Well, Daddy, why don't we pray? Why don't we pray that? The man don't know Jesus. He don't care about Jesus. He got a boat. Okay. And, and they look at us and said, Daddy, I'm going to pray. And the man says, I'll tell you what. You, you say your Jesus is real. I'm going to give him five minutes to show up and rescue me. Cool thing is my friend that bought this boat lost some sleep the night before because you know what she did with her dream she partnered with jesus and the lord woke up and said you know what tomorrow at 135 i want you to be at this specific point in the ocean i'm gonna pinpoint it for you and he was like i don't know how you get like 40 knocks or something out there in the ocean. i don't know i don't know the lingo whatever i'm not a captain but anyway the lord says i want you to be at this specific point at just at like 135 and she, you know what my friend was my friend said two words yes god and you know what happened? She went to this place. And this man said, right, I'm going to give you Jesus five minutes. And then there come this little boat. I can have Probably like a little shrimp boat. I think about like false gum, bubble gum, whatever. And it went up in a little bitty shrimp boat. And can you imagine what a simple passion and a dream. And when they partner with God, where can it take and this millionaire gave his life to Jesus, and he partnered with the kingdom of God, and he impacted the church, and he gave amazing amounts of money, and he, and he had a radical encounter with a man named Jesus. Why? Because somebody wasn't scared to go off the grid and be a captain of a boat. Somebody wasn't scared to be a trash man because you know what? That's so cool. You're on the back of the truck, and you meet people every day, and you get to talk to people. Okay? God cares about your passion. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. I heard, you know, sometimes people say living for Jesus is boring. Boring. You know what? If you don't want to partner with Jesus, maybe it can't be boring. I believe that you can genuinely give your life to Jesus, and you can build your fancy house and Put your cute little picket fence, ain't nothing wrong with that. I thank God loves picket fences. Okay. I love big houses. Invite me over for lunch. All right. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, but it's, 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 it's the dream. You know, and when you take your dream and you partner with God, that's when it becomes excited. That's when it, what do you mean, God? You want me to do what? Well, what, 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 You see what I got going on in my life. God, I got a, I got I'm married, I got kids. You don't know. I, I don't know what you go. God knows, but God also knows what, what he placed inside of you. Well, it's too far gone. It ain't too far far gone. Yeah, right. He been to see so I can walk right. Th- What's your sea? What's in front of you? What do you need God to separate? You know, I sing it at this point, and I don't I understand the words. So a lot of songs we sing, I'm just being with you, man. It's, all, it's just being real with you. But he's put the C's, oh, so well, see, I ain't walking on the seeds. But this morning, I banged in the corner and said, what seas are in front of us? What do we need God to split so we can continue the passion that he placed inside of us since we were born? It, it, it don't matter how simple it is. You like to cut hair. That's beautiful. Partner with Jesus. You like to be a cook, partnering with Jesus. Man, you know, I want to be a trash man, partner with Jesus. Everybody everybody you see on the back of the day, God bless you, brother. And one day somebody's going, to I need you to pray for me, trash man. And that's going to be a counter. You know why? Because God is looking for the one. Okay? You don't know your ministry. You don't, you, you, whatever you do, that's your ministry. If you're a trash man, if you're the cook, if you, whatever, you know, um, Man, I, I, I like to sing. That's I like to sing, too, but I ain't got a voice like male, but it's all good. I try. She like to, to sing, and look where her dream is. Right. Look where her passion is, and look how God is using it, okay? I like to, I like to play football. I, like to, I want to be a CEO of a company. Let's take it big. Oh, man, I want to be in Hollywood. Take it big. Partner with God and see where he takes you. You know what? I, I don't want to be a CEO. I don't even know what CEO means. Okay? But so, you know, there's somebody at the top. But some I'm like, I don't want to be a CEO. I mean, I want to make like 300 Gs. Go make your 300 Gs. That's beautiful because you know what? Partner with Jesus. And you know what it is? You partner with Jesus and he's going to partner with the kingdom of God in his full circle. From the day he created you, it's, a, it's, it's, about, a, it's about a passion. And it's about a kingdom. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you guys for thanking, okay? And I don't want you to leave here and say, oh, that brother was funny. That brother had, I want you to leave here, and I want you to get in the car. And if you got somebody, ask him, what's your passion? And don't trample the pearls, okay, guys? Don't trample the pearls. Believe with them. And if you can't believe that, and you know, we get so critical and so dogmatic. Well, my passion is really just to start a, a hot dog stand on the corner. And give away hot dogs. Now you need to be giving away Bibles. That's what you need to give away. But that's not what God put the passion in. Right? Your passion might not look like mine. But I can believe with you. And I can stand with you. And I can pray with you. And I can hand you a 20. Right? I'm just saying like, I mean, you know. All right, give me two hot dogs, mustard, and chili. All right, so that's all I got to say about that. All right, thank you guys for listening. All right. Thank you guys for thanking. Okay, God cares about your pearls. God cares about your passions. All right, love you guys.